So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations Perfect Beach Finder Quiz. You could find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the Perfect Beach Finder Quiz exclusively at Beachbound.com. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong. Radiant. Timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey guys, Allie here and welcome to Bachelor Happy Hour. Rachel is still on her honeymoon. I'm so happy for her. Oh my gosh, if you've looked at her Instagram lately, she looks like she is having the time of her life and so is Brian. We're so happy for them. But she will be back next week, so we'll get to hear all about her wedding and her honeymoon straight from her. But today, we actually have a very special co-host and that is Crystal. Hey, Crystal. Hey, girl. How's it going? Oh my gosh, I'm so happy you're here because... Well, one, I just adore you. I think you're lovely. Oh, um, thank you. Two, we're going to have a lot of fun. And three, we've got to talk about a few things going down right now that involved you. Yeah, there's a lot going on right now. I <laughs> like know. With um, the wedding and JPJ, but we can dive into all that in more detail. Oh, yes. We are absolutely going to do that. I mean, I really, one, want to hear how you feel about watching your wedding on TV because that's got to kind of be a weird thing. Like, not even just watching it, but then hearing everybody kind of react to it. Well, we're going to get all into your wedding a whole bunch more because unfortunately some drama went down there with JPJ and Derek. And so we're going to talk about it on the show, but we're also going to have your friend Angela and Bridesmaid yes. on the show today. Yes. I'm so excited to talk with Angela, especially because what's been going on this week um, in Bachelor in Paradise has been uh, really wild. And Angela's 
made a really strong entrance and I can't wait to chat with her and get some like inside perspective as to like what was going through her mind with coming down to confront her ex on the beach and then seeing him with Nicole and we're just seeing this like spiral of clay so I'm just can't wait to like dive deep into Angela's mind and dive deep we will all (laughs) after this Hey guys, we're back and I'm here with my co-host for the day, Crystal. Hey guys. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's get right into your wedding first. So I was honestly really nervous to watch the wedding. I would be too. I was really nervous. And Chris and I just sat on our couch with our dogs and we, we watched it Sunday night. So we watched it a couple days before. I just sat like holding Wayne and Chucky, just Aww. like, oh my God. Like, And it was really powerful. It was really emotional to walk through that, particularly with uh, the ceremony. And... It was, it just brought me back to that day and how special it felt. And I'm sure you can relate on your wedding day to really, um, I felt so symbolic Um, as I was walking down the aisle, I think was my most memorable moment where I felt that I was leaving behind the past and the old me and I was walking into my future and I was walking towards, towards my future, which was my husband, Mm -hmm. you know, Chris. Rando, not Harrison. Yeah. For this. <laughs> that is a little bit confusing. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you said you were nervous to watch the show back. I was. So was there anything, because maybe you being the bride, people were probably mm. trying to shelter you from the drama. Or at least I would if I were there. I would have been like, let's get did. away. Did yeah. you know the extent of what happened? You know, I um, actually, what when that went down with John Paul Jones and Derek was when Chris and I were taking wedding photos. And we're like, "What? why are we doing this for so long? Like, we want to go to the party. And they're like, no, 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 like more photos. And we're like, this seems abnormally like a long time for photos. And it turns out we found out that it was because of the drama. They didn't want us involved in it. They oh. wanted us removed from it because this was our day, our moment. And they did not want that to interfere with us celebrating because they knew it would really bother us and re- would really hurt us. So super grateful for that little protection and Absolutely. shield. But as soon as we come out into the party, all of my family and friends, they like rush over to us and they're like, John Paul Jones just like attacked Derek and he's pointing his finger and yelling. And I'm like, what is going on? And everyone was, everyone that came up to me was talking about it. And I'm like, you guys, I want to talk about like the wedding ceremony. I want to talk about like Chris and I, and like, I'll talk about like my dress and my veil. Okay. For a second. But it was, it really took a strong front of, you know, the conversation. Yeah. He issues an apology and. Okay. I got it right here. She's going to read it for you guys. Okay. So John Paul Jones, John Paul Jones, that's his handle. (laughs) (laughs) That was twice. Says after watching this past Tuesday's episode of Bachelor in Paradise and having had time to step away from it all and introspect on my actions. I do deeply regret that my behavior was disruptive and upsetting to the celebration of Chris and Crystal's wedding reception. Despite the fatigue and anxiety I felt at the time, I should have used good judgment in my decisions and acted in a more mature and selfless way. I extend my sincere apologies to Chris and Crystal and to their families and friends for my actions. With, gre- with deep regret and sincere apologies, JPJ. So that sounds pretty sincere. Yeah, actually, like when I read it, I was like, wow, I, I felt like he, he wrote that from his heart. And I think that he had gone through a really tough time with all the criticism that he received because the behavior was absolutely uncalled for and it really did take away. Um, but then we were scrolling yes. through the comments. <laughs> so we were scrolling through the comments and we see. So after both of us, our initial reaction being, oh, that was pretty nice, you know, seemed nice. Uh, Derek, Derek, as, Derek. You know, the Derek <laughs> that he was yelling at at the wedding, um, comments and says, don't insult our intelligence. 
You could, Ooh, that's good. Yeah, you could reach out on your own instead of on Instagram. This is just an attempt to save face. And that has over 7,000 likes, that comment. Wow. Um, this is now my thoughts, because that's actually a good... Well, actually, Katie from the show, you know, Katie and Chris, um, she wrote, you've got a good heart, my friend. So people in Paradise, and Chris wrote, you're a gentleman, JPJ. So people from Paradise cast, from the Paradise cast, are backing him up. After I read Derek's response, I was like, you know what? I have Crystal right here in front of me. Crystal. Mm-hmm. Did JPJ ever reach out to you to apologize? Yeah, you know, I just checked my DMs, and no, I have not received an apology. So I have not not personally received one. That, to me, is a, okay, is he really sorry? Because if he was, wouldn't he reach out to you? I do agree that if the correct way would have been to come to Chris and I, at least first, Mm -hmm. and then to say you spoke with us and wanted to apologize publicly to everyone, but... You know, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take that apology because, like I said, like I said this in interviews and with Chris, we talked about it after watching it and after everyone watched it and hearing the whole response, I go, don't forget, it was our wedding day. And that's what's most important. We were there to celebrate each other. And I think of all people who would understand being passionate and in the moment and letting their emotions get the best of them, that is Chris and I. I mean, we went through our journeys on our respective seasons of Bachelor and Bachelorette. And of course, we have regret. Of course, we wish we would have acted differently. And all we can do, though, is grow and become better. And so that's my hope and for John Paul Jones. And I think that he's growing and learning from this. And that makes me happy and you know, that's all I can do. You're absolutely right. I mean, there's so much to talk about for Paradise, but things I want to really get into before we talk to Angela. Um, and the first thing is Blake and Christina. I know. What oh do you think gosh. about that? Well, I think it was really wild watching this season and seeing that Blake is all in for Christina. And I'm wondering if, and he was saying he's like, you know, you've been right in front of me this whole time and I just couldn't see it. Like, I'm grateful for everything I've been through because it's led me to sit here right in front of you. And Christina's like, I don't buy it. Like, do you just want to roast? Like, just be honest with me. Like, just be upfront. And I can see that Christina's really is, has a lot of reservations about the trust with Blake. Um, And I wonder, like, I mean, I don't know. Do you think he looked sincere? Um, Him, do I think it was sincere? No. I think he's realized that there's... Probably not many more girls coming down. Exactly, And he sort of wants to save face a little bit in all of this. Yeah, I, don't I agree. Know. It, it felt a little bit like a Hail Mary to me. Exactly. Where it's that last kind of final attempt, like, no girls want Blake. But he has history with one. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, like, has a slight chance with one of his exes. I think there's a really good possibility of that. I feel like this is going to end one of two ways. Like, they're either going to crash and burn like it's just not gonna work <laughs> yeah. out at all or they're gonna get engaged at the end like it's like one or the other right? I don't know if I don't know if it would, <laughs> an engagement would be possible like maybe they'd go to another music festival together yeah. like with oh, no gosh. one else they're, they're just wedding, the two of their them their wedding ceremony will be at stagecoach <laughs> yeah. oh gosh um okay we also need to talk about real quick Dean yes. and Kaylin I wow. am so excited about this I, I it's like so hard because you know that movie, I, I reference this movie all the time because I think it just makes a lot of sense, but um, he's just not that into you. And how <laughs> yes. they talk about you're the exception, not the rule. Like right. the rule is that if a guy treats you this way, he's not into you. The rule is if this happens, he's not that into you. Right. But there's some people that their relationship ends up being the exception. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like Kaylin and Blake are the exception. Kaylin and Blake? You mean Kaylin okay, and Oh my Dean. gosh, sorry. So, <laughs> Blake dates everybody, so I get yeah, very confused. I you. Yes, Kaylin and Dean, I kind yeah. of feel like they're the exception. Yeah, I think that 
uh, Dean. I can now I'm saying Blake. I think that Dean has gone through, you know, a lot of fear, and he has just felt. I mean, you saw like with his separation and isolation, even with his family members. You know, we saw that on Rachel season mm-hmm. of The Bachelorette, where he's just very much so a lone wolf. And I think just what that shows is he's hurt inside. He's afraid. He's afraid to let someone in. Um, to be hurt and and abandoned and at least that's how I'm reading it like you know psychoanalyzing it and I think that when he gets close to someone like he just gets afraid that if he gets attached then he'll be hurt and so he pushes her away and with him coming back I thought was such a bold move and he shaved the mustache yeah, I'm like you are so handsome I oh my gosh so I was like too. who's that supermodel walking down the beach yeah he looks so, so hot good. Um, and, and this is the thing too like I always say that, like, a guy's a bachelor and a player until he meets the right girl. Right? Right. right. Like, <laughs> I wrote about this on my blog because I think it's so true. With the, like, uh, George Clooney, right? He was, like, the <laughs> ultimate oh, yeah. bachelor. Right? Oh, the silver and, fox. Like, everyone thought there's no way he's ever going to settle down. He's ever going to get married. And then he met a mall and he married her right away. And now they have two beautiful babies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just think it just takes the right person. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, you could say, oh, he's done this to so many girls and he's played so many girls where none of them were the right one. Mm -hmm. Kaylin might be that right Right. one for him. I would say they are my favorite couple that I'm really rooting for. Um, I feel like it's pretty clear that both of us think that Kaylin and Dean are going to end up together. Like, as the show has left it, like, will she take him back? Come on. Of course she is. Did you guys, like, remember the chemistry and the passion that we have seen, like, throughout this entire season? And the smile on her face, like, at points while she was talking to him or she would like put her hands into her, or her head into her hands like she was distressed she was like smiling under her hands like she's so happy you can I tell know, she I can't know. hold it in okay one thing I have to talk about is isn't that moment like this is the very end of the episode when Dean walks down and you usually just see Connor like what <laughs> and the part that I thought was the most uncomfortable this entire week was that moment when all the girls are chatting like Tasha, Katie and Demi are all talking and Hannah Hannah G and some guy goes like, so do you think that like, you know, Kaylin, like, how does Kaylin feel about Connor? Who's right behind them. And he's like looking at them and like, they're just talking like, oh no, no, like she likes Connor, but I, Demi's like, she's just projecting her feelings for Dean onto Connor. And I'm like, he is right there. I mean, I feel like I could go on I'm, forever. It, it was shocking with Gene. I know, like we knew he was coming down. Like we've seen this in so many previews, but when he actually did, it was a grand entrance. And I think Dylan said it, he's like, Yo, he shaved the stash. Like, this guy means business. He is here to get his woman back. And I think that all along, that's what Caitlin's wanted. She's wanted him to make the effort to show her that, like, she, like he's in. He's committed to her. Um, because that's been that fear that whole time, which is why she's been holding herself back in this relationship. So yeah. for him to, like, show up and be like, I'm here for you. Like, let's get out of here. I'm excited to watch and see what happens next week. I am. I'm I am so too. excited. And pop the popcorn. I got to say, actually, real quick, too, how I love that he not only, it's not like he left and went back to his hotel room and then realized he messed up. He flew home, he flew. drove to the, to the Grand, Grand Canyon. Canyon. I mean, what do you say, from San Diego to the Grand Canyon? Yes. That's like, what, at least an eight-hour drive? Yeah, I would say eight. Like, it's a far drive. So, and then wanted her there with him. Like, can yeah. you imagine him? I like, know. little old Dean. But with his <laughs> luscious locks flowing in the wind, like, sitting next to the Grand Canyon, just thinking of Kaylin. I could see them, like, edit that in right now, like, uh, into the show. But it just seems all very romantic to me. Very so, romantic. I'm definitely rooting for them. And it sounds like you are, too. Um, 
we could talk about this, I feel like, all, all day for, for the entire long. podcast. <laughs> but we have to talk to Angela because we have her calling in. She's on the line. Obviously, yeah, bridesmaid in your wedding. Girl. Um, we're going to talk to her all about her entrance into paradise. Welcome back, guys. Crystal and I now have Angela on the phone with us now. Welcome, Angela. Hey, thanks for having me. We're so excited to have what you. What is up, my girl, my bridesmaid? <laughs> I'm so happy oh, to be boo. chatting with you today. <laughs> I know. I miss you. So, Angela, I know, obviously, that you are a bridesmaid at Crystal's wedding, but mm-hmm. did you guys meet down in paradise or did you know each other before that? Yeah. So, Crystal and I met on last season of Paradise and we kind of instantly hit it off. I mean, we would just lay down by the beach in our chairs with a margarita and watch the boys boogie board and just have us a time. And I don't know, Crystal and I just instantly clicked. And after the show, um, you know, I got close with Chris as well. And we all just stayed in touch. And we're just super close. We've been there for a lot of ups and downs with each other. And I'm so happy to have them in my life. I do want to say um, so happy to have you in our life too, girl. We love you so much. I do remember the very first day of Paradise Angela and I both walked down on the first day and she came in a little after I did and she walked down and I go, are you Angela from Nick V season? <laughs> and she went home on night one and she's like, yes, I am. How do you even know that? I was like, girl, you're wearing the, you're wearing the red dress and you had the photo of yeah. your grandparents. I was like, I remember it all because I was like, this girl is so stunning. How did she get sent home on night one? I was so floored. So, you know, we instantly Aww. connected. Yeah. And um, I had I had your back. Remember, I was like, girl, like you're a little sweaty. Like, I got you. Let me pat you down. Oh, my gosh. That <laughs> like, was that's so funny. French. I know. She, she. I know. That's true friendship. She's like, girl, let me get you. Just, just day go one, to the side. Let day me get one. you. <laughs> day ones. True friendship <laughs> right there. So I have to ask because I know uh, Crystal and Chris gave us a little bit of a scoop, uh, Angela, last week on the podcast about how they set you up with Clay. So oh, okay. take us through that, that situation. Yeah. um, You know, Chris and Crystal introduced Clay and I, um, you know, when I was in paradise, Chris was like, oh, you and my boy Clay would be such a good match. And I was like, well, I'm going to focus on, you know, who was here because I I was dating Eric. Yeah. I had no idea if Clay was even going to come down the steps like last season. So I was like, I'm going to focus on what happens here. But if nothing works out, like, okay, whatever, you know, never thinking anything would ever come from it. And then I remember getting a text from Chris one one day and he's like hey what's your situation like that asking for a friend dot 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 and I was like oh lord (laughs) um and you know Clay wanted my number and the rest is kind of history so where were you living at the time and where was Clay living yeah um I was living in South Carolina and Clay was in Chicago okay so how the how did you guys start dating because if you live so far away from each other did you move up there no FaceTime, uh, girl (laughs) oh yeah we so we FaceTimed like for four hours every night, like getting to know each other for a while. And then, um, he, Clay was in Arizona, um, right before we filmed reunion last year. Um, so I flew out and, you know, we met up and hung out and then I had to fly to LA like the next day for reunion and Clay ended up flying to LA as well. And, you know, we all hung out for like a few days a week after reunion in LA and, um, you know, we kind of became official after that and it was kind of long distance from there, but, you know, we never really let more than seven to 10 days go by without seeing each other and we'd FaceTime all the oh, time. Wow. So long distance was never like the distance was never an issue. Yeah. Angela, I want to ask because you and Clay seemed like such a solid couple. Honestly, Chris and I were like, 
they're going to get engaged. They're going to get married. Like they are, <laughs> yeah. they are the real deal. When did mm-hmm. things with Clay start going south? Yeah, um, I think, you know, it kind of started going south when he realized, um, you know, he wasn't going to get picked up for a team last season. And, you know, I don't want to say too much, you know, this is Clay's personal stuff, but I think it's kind of out there now. Um, but yeah, you know, he kind of started retracting almost whenever it kind of, he came to that realization, like, oh, like this isn't going to happen for me this year. And, you know, he got into kind of like a dark place and I would try to be there for him and lift him up and encourage him. And, um, yeah, so I think it was kind of, he kind of started getting in his own head with everything when he started realizing like, oh, wait, I'm not going to get put on a team, which sucks. I totally understand that was his whole life. Like it's his identity. So, I mean, I totally get that. I grew up around sports. My dad's a football coach, like ball is life. I totally understand. You did know? you have any idea that he would be breaking up with you or were you just totally blindsided? Did, like, did you see it I coming mean, at all? Like with him being like struggling so much? I mean, I saw him struggling and, you know, we had talked about things and, and, you know, I was like, we are a team just because you're feeling a certain way. Like, I'm not going to bail because it's rough right now. Like when you're a team, you stick together through the highs and the lows, you know? And, and I kind of was blindsided actually, because, you know, I thought we were good two days before he broke up with me. He literally out of the blue was like, what do you think our babies are going to look like? Like just out of the blue. And we sat there and named the characteristics of our children. And then two days later you break up with me. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, so, that's yeah, I mean, really shocking. So I mean, how, like, did he break up with you over the phone? Like, how did he break up with you? So he was in South Carolina, and huh, I've never told anybody this story. I don't know if I should. Um, and I just dropped him off at the gym, and, like, we were together for days, you know, before this, and he sends me a text message kind of about things, like alluding to things, and I'm like, I'm not going to talk about anything over a text. Like I literally just saw you. Um, and so, you know, he came back and we had a long talk and it was brutal. I mean, it was really emotional for me, for him. Um, you know, I think on TV, he said he doesn't cry easily and he's never cried that much in his life. So, I mean, it was rough. It was super rough. Oh, did you think at that point that that was it for you guys? Yeah, just because, you know, I'm the type of person who you know, and I told him this, I said, when I, like, when I'm broken up with somebody, that's, that's it. Like, I don't, I don't talk, there's not going to be like any communication after this because I need to be strong for myself and I need to start the healing process. And if I'm still talking to you, if you're still talking to me, I can't do that, you know? Um, and so I kind of told him like this, this is it. Like, are you sure? Cause like, I'm done after this, like, we're not going to be it's not going to be here and there. We're going to talk. It's it's done. Crystal, you guys are friends. Yeah. So you were there for her when she was going through this. Yeah. As her friend, what was it like for you? Yep. Yeah. Um, I was just shocked. I mean, to put it quite frankly, did not see it coming. I knew that Clay was struggling and was feeling really down. That I mean, he was just really uncertain of his future. I mean, he provides and helps take care of his family and... You know, I think just he got afraid and got scared of like, what's his identity like post football? So it was interesting because I'm friends with Clay and Angela. Mm-hmm. And it's like that side where like who picks sides? But Angela and I had we, we spoke on the phone and Angela was so it was so tough to hear you so heartbroken. I remember you yeah. could just eat, barely get any words out for like an hour. We were on the phone. This was like days later. And it was really hard to uh, see you go through that because I know how much you loved him. And I knew how how much certainty you had in this relationship. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it just made me sad that like I was one of the only people in Clay's life yeah. that was always there for him and encouraged him and wanted him to be happy. And, you know, I was like, you could literally work at Walmart and I wouldn't care just as long as we're together. And it just seemed like he just didn't want to hear any of that. He was just so like low and it just, you know, I just wanted to be a team and, you know, what were his reasons? Like when he broke up with you, what reasons did he give for mm -hmm. ending the relationship? Um, you know, he said, well, it's funny because when he was breaking up with me, he was like a big part of me knows we're supposed to be together. So I'm like, how am I supposed to process this? But he just said he, you know, was lost. He didn't know who he was. He, you know, didn't, he needed to find his new identity. He needed to like figure out what his next step was in life. And again, like I never, you know, I haven't spoken on this and I had plenty of opportunity to after we broke up, but like I was the funny thing is, is I was trying to protect him, you know, all these news outlets and podcasts and everything were reaching out to me wanting to comment and this and that. But like, I was trying to protect him because, you know, this is something personal that he was going through. I wasn't going to spread his business, but, you know, I feel like I can talk about it now because he's obviously said it on television, on the episodes, you know, what he was going through. But he was just like, I need to be alone. I need to find myself. I need to figure out my next moves. He was like, it's, it's nothing to do with you. He was like, I just, I, I don't even know who I am. I need to figure myself out before I can be in a relationship. And he, he, this is something that I think everybody misheard on the, on the wedding episode. Whenever I was explaining that, I said, he said he couldn't even think about being with anyone else. I didn't say that. And I think people like misheard that. Cause now they're like, Oh, you just said you couldn't think about being anybody else or being with anybody else. And then you show up on paradise. I was like, no, 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 wait. I said, he said that. Angela, I want to ask you because I remember we were speaking and all the, I knew you guys had broken up, but mm-hmm. the public didn't know. Yeah. And everyone was commenting on your Instagram and you just kept deleting the comments and trying to mm-hmm. ignore it. And like, like hide from it. And yeah. I was like, I remember sitting down with, with Chelsea, with Annalise. And we were all like, girl, why don't you like speak up and, and, and get ahead of this and like, let people know, like you broke up mm-hmm. and you were protecting him. And you just kept saying that and we're very, yeah. you know, hush, hush on the details of it. And I was, even as your friend, I was like, like, why, like, why, like, can I ask you, like, why did you feel this need to protect him? Was it because you thought that you might get back together and like, he, maybe he just needed some space? No, because I, I respected, like, that was the thing is I respected him enough to give him the space because again, like I, I understand where he was coming from, you know, he was lost and football is his identity. And it's like, you know, almost, I think they say like with an athlete, when they retire, it's like losing a parent, like you've had it your whole life. And then all of a sudden it's just taken away, you know, it's a, it's a crisis. So I respected him and, you know, I kind of was just like, it's, if we were going to talk about it, it was going to be as a united front. And I, you know, we had discussed that and he was like, no, I don't like want my personal life in the media. And I was like, okay, I don't want anybody to be talking about it either. So, you know, I was, somehow I'm still trying to be a team. Like, I don't know. I guess I'm just, that's just me. You know, I'm like, I just, I'm loyal. I'm a very loyal person. Well, well, you loved him. And you, you said, you know, on the show, even that you'll always love him. And I think that you just are protective towards people like that in your life. You know, I know I am, you know, even if I'm not with somebody, people who I've loved in my past. But here's what I find find disappointing. Let me just let you know this, Angela. I love Clay. Like, I have been a big fan of his all season. Like, I just think that he has shown himself to be a very stand-up guy. And that's why this is, like, disappointing for me because obviously it is for you um, on a whole nother level um, or was – 
he you you use words to describe his reasons for breaking up with you is saying he's lost. He didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. He needed to find himself. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound like somebody who's ready to be in paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And that <laughs> the, the breakup had nothing to do with you. So it sounds to me that he was saying, I'm not ready to be with anybody right now. And that's what he told he you. He literally said that to me. <laughs> so that, so just so all of our listeners can understand, that's why it was so hurt, hurtful for you. Correct yep. me if I'm wrong, that he went to paradise. Correct. Exactly. So what was your reaction when you find out? Were you mad? Were you sad? Did you scream? (laughs) I didn't scream, actually. Um, You know, I, part of me, I hate to say it, kind of expected it. Mm. I just had this feeling, um, which makes me sad. But, you know, I just had to accept it. You know, it is what it is. I didn't have any control over it. And yeah, it was extremely hurtful because, I don't know, I just, it's like, how could you do that after you just sat there and told me this? Like, and it, let me clarify, like it, this was told to me repeatedly for like two months after we broke up. And then so a month later, like, he's in paradise. Yeah, correct. You know, and he, and I'm not going to sit here and drag him or talk bad about him or anything. Like people are allowed to make their own decisions and navigate things how they want. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was super hurtful and you know, you do have to go to casting for these things. You guys know that. Mm-hmm. And they and are, that's not an overnight you know, process. Correct. That takes a and couple it's months. Before, exactly. So it's like, hmm, okay. So, you know. Angela, can I ask? Decisions. Can I ask? Can you understand why he went to paradise? I mean, looking at it from his perspective, I would have just assumed that he, you know, would take this kind of like, I don't know, sabbatical maybe. And take the opportunity and do what he said he was going to do. I mean, if I was him, that's what I would have done. Um, I mean, everybody has their own motives. You know, I, that was my issue is his actions weren't lining up with his words, but again, I have no control over that and he's allowed to do what he wants to do. You know, he's a grown man. So as Angela was packing for the wedding to come and and be in the wedding, she still didn't even know if she would be going down. Yeah, so like it, it was literally, literally, it was a last minute decision. It was contingent on like if I made a connection at the wedding and I made two connections at the wedding and I was shocked because I honestly went in there to be a bridesmaid. That was my sole focus. Like my sole focus was being a part of Chris and Crystal's special day and that was it. So I've got to ask too, when you were talking to Clay at the wedding, did you know mm-hmm. at that point you were going to paradise or did you still not know? I mean, that was like midway through the wedding and I had, you know, been flirting and having great conversations with Mike and Chase and that night was great. I mean, I was, I had so much fun being a bridesmaid and then talking to Mike and Chase and I, you know, was starting to lean towards that direction. So like, let me just say, this is my thought process with go like making the decision you know, when they offered me like, hey, do you want to go down and explore these two connections you made? Obviously, it's a weird situation, right? Like, that's uncomfortable. But I did not want Clay to like be able to like manipulate my decisions any longer. I literally took Clay out of the equation whenever I made this this decision, because I was like, okay, I have two hot, amazing guys who are interested in me, I'm interested in them. If Clay wasn't there, would I go down and explore? Hell yes. Like, duh. And so I was like, you know, I, I'm not the one who ended a relationship saying I'm not ready. I was ready for love and relationship, like a relationship all along. So I was like, you know what? Clay and I are over. I'm not going to let him hinder 
my chance at love. There's no way. Yeah, I think I want I want to get into that. I think that's a really important thing to talk about here because I feel like um, a lot of the cast members even like I didn't even normally I go to Twitter or I go to Instagram to see what sort of Bachelor Nation is saying about the episodes. And I'm mm-hmm. sure Bachelor Nation was saying some of this, too. You would probably know better. Uh, but some of the cast members were saying, like, what are Angela's intentions? Why is she here? Mm-hmm. And that was a little bit confusing to me because, you know, like you mentioned, it felt a like a bit of a double standard because yeah. if you had been there first mm-hmm. and then Clay was given mm-hmm. the opportunity, would people be saying the same thing? You know, like you've got to, we've yeah. got to think about it that way. And yep. at that point, in my opinion, Clay had kind of shown you I'm moving on. So mm-hmm. you were probably Correct. like, I'm going to take this opportunity too. Yeah. I mean, the second he stepped on that beach, I was, I was over it. I'm like, okay, like you, that, display of character is not something that I look for in my partner. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, like I'm over it. I was like, I, if I make connections, I'm so excited. And I did. And I was like, exactly. Like I didn't want there to be a double standard. It's just, it was, it was like walking into the lion's den, honestly. Yeah. Actually, I want to ask you about that because I, did you know that you would, I'm sure you anticipated that you would get some slack and and there would be some heat as you walk down mm-hmm. into paradise. I mean, what was mm-hmm. that? What was running through your mind? What was that experience like to actually be in the lion's den? Yeah, I mean, my heart was beating out of my chest because, as I said, you know, in the episode, I truly like Crystal. You know this. Like, I am. I honestly am not a drama person. I hate confrontation. It it gives me anxiety. Like, I really am not a drama person. Um, so walking down, yeah, I I was nervous. I knew obviously Clay wasn't going to be excited to see me and I knew there would be like a little bit of chit chatter, but, um, you know, watching the episodes, I was kind of like, wow, okay. Um, it was a little harsher than I thought, but again, everyone's entitled to react the way they want. And, you know, that's, that's fine, I guess. But, um, I don't know. It's just, you know, slightly hurtful to hear all the hate coming just from people who didn't know me. Um, you know, I always try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt and don't judge anybody until I get to know them. So yeah, it was hard to watch. Um, but you know, like I said, everyone's entitled to think what they think and say what they say and I have no control over it. So real quick, backing track just a little bit for a second. I want to go back to the wedding real quick. Um, Mm -hmm. Speaking of walking. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking oh, of walking. <laughs> so, I think you know exactly where we're going with this, Angela. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. We actually have, we're, Crystal and I are looking at this pretty epic screenshot right here. Yeah, of you so walking good, down y'all. the aisle as a bridesmaid so and Clay like looking over at you, looking like a deer caught in headlights. And, and Nicole uh, looking at Clay just like, oh, you better yeah. not look. Yeah. We're, we're actually going to put this screenshot, uh, this screenshot so up on. BachelorNation.com. So do yourself a favor if you're listening to this right now and go look at it because it is <laughs> so epic. epic. It's epic. So yep. good. Um, so you knew he was going to be there. Um, Crystal, actually, really, I want to ask you, you knew that the, they were going to interact for the first time to see each other since the breakup. How did, were you nervous? So I, I actually was. And Angela, I had called you like a, a few weeks before the wedding and I was like, hey, so Clay's going to be there like more than likely. Is everything OK? Because at that point, Angela, you were still like, you know, a little shaken up and would 
you know, get emotional talking about it. And I was like, girl, if you're my bridesmaid, I need you there, like, representing and, like, being strong. And, mm-hmm. you know, you were like, no, I got this. I'm here for you. My focus is there. And I, I yep. felt so confident. And Angela had my back. And I was there to support Always. her. And I knew that this was a big moment for her. And I know the first time would be walking down the aisle. So I knew that that was a huge moment for Angela. Granted, it was also my wedding, but it was also a big moment for you, girl. And where. <sighs> You know, you were just like making this like entrance of like, of like, look what you missed out on. (laughs) (laughs) Look at me now. And I remember, Angela, I remember standing back there waiting for me to walk. And I just hear this, like almost like, (laughs) like this walking that was like so like clacking like horse troughs like on the (laughs) runway. And I'm like, that's Angela. That is, it. and it was dead silent. You had a powerful crickets. Stress. Yeah, that's okay. Crickets. Can I can I make a disclaimer though? Here's my disclaimer. Okay, guys, I think everyone forgets like my profession is a model. So no, you, you put are. me on a runway, and I go in like autopilot mode, y'all. I see a straight runway, and I just go. And no <laughs> like, doubt, you are an amazing model. But I have to ask, I, maybe I, there was a little, would you agree there was a little bit of extra like hip swing in that step? I swear, like I really swear I like blacked out. Like it was so much pressure. My heart was beating fast. I knew everyone was going to be looking at me and I literally blacked out. Like I didn't realize, like I just walked and I'm like, oh my gosh, I promise you, like I did not mean for it to be extra. And to be honest, I'm not even, I'm just going to say it and I'm going to get hate for it. I watched it back. I really like, I don't think it was that bad. I just think you look beautiful. You look beautiful and you look confident. Thank you, Allie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course I'm going to walk out there and be confident because that's – I am, like, I'm a confident person, but I'm also very humble. So it's like, you know, I didn't want anything to take away from, like, Chris and Crystal's day. Like, this – that was, like, my main goal going into the day is, like, you will not be a part of any drama. You will not let any drama ensue. You go and support your friends. And that's what I intended to do. Oh, and that, <laughs> we totally felt that way. Exactly. And that was such a highly good. anticipated moment. And I just want to say, girl, like you delivered. You <laughs> well, did thanks. good, girl. Well, thanks. <laughs> a little round I of applause in the that. studio for you on that. And it really almost felt like a rose ceremony because it, everyone's <laughs> are like panicking, trying to make a connection or they might like get, get set home. Party. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like the cocktail party before the rose ceremony. And it's so like, it definitely- the good behind the scenes stuff that makes this podcast yeah. so great. Yeah. You totally had that like anxiety. And so Chris and I, you didn't see this at all, but like we were just like jumping into like people and trying to like co- make people like connect and have conversations. And actually what you didn't see was we had Mike go up to Angela and we were like, because you guys totally you. So I want to say this. You didn't see this. Um, and Angela deserves this, this moment. Angela was the hottest ticket at the wedding. The hottest. <laughs> Every man was like, like between Clay and Chase and Mike, Angela was just getting pulled in so many conversations. <laughs> it was like all about Angela. And it was so, I want to say I went back and I was actually walking as we were getting ready to leave. And I saw all the, all the, you know, cameras up and the, the TV monitors. So I could see everything going on, which was so cool to be able to like witness that. And I just saw, and I was, saw you, Angela. And honestly, I just felt so like, proud and happy for you to because I know the journey that you'd gone on like through Clay I know how defeated and brokenhearted you were and to see you just be celebrated to see you be acknowledged um, as the beautiful soul that you are and it made me so happy to have you just like celebrate and like people just see like dang you're a catch you are oh, a you're full package. Thank you. You are a full package. So that was really, really special to witness. And I was like, Angel's got this. I'm out. I'm going to go enjoy my wedding <laughs> night. 
<laughs> and I can only imagine. I'm sure Clay noticed all that too. He did. So what that yes, must have felt did. like for him, I'm sure he was uh, kind of <laughs> having some regret in that moment. Started the spiral. Um, there's so much more to talk about with you, Angela. So if you're cool to stick around and chat with us for a little bit longer, we would love that. Is that cool? Of course. Okay, but first we're going to take a quick break. All right, guys, welcome back to Bachelor Happy Hour. We're talking to Angela. All right, now we need to get into uh, Nicole. So, first of all, when did you find out, you know, was it at the wedding or was it before the wedding that Clay and Nicole were an item? So, um, I... (laughs) So I thought it was funny because at the episode um, that aired, Clay went back and told Nicole that he told me about her. And then you see in this week's episode, I say there was no mention of any girl. Um, Yeah, Clay and I did not talk about Nicole. I mean, obviously, I saw them at the wedding together. So, you know, I knew. But he he did not mention her to me at the wedding. You mean he didn't mention his girlfriend when he was putting his hand on your leg? (laughs) <laughs> my jaw dropped in that moment yeah. okay and again meaning like i watched that back and i was like oh sh- sugar <laughs> he did that <laughs> like i'm sure your adrenaline so, was pumping so much uh, that's what i mean like you're just so in the moment when these things are happening and i was like yep he he did that well, you didn't a have a boyfriend there's no problem with you know to you <laughs> exactly. he's putting his hand on your leg because there was a there's care there you know it, it's his yeah he it was his bad for doing that that is yeah. nothing that you should have done differently. So you didn't yeah. find out about Nicole until Paradise? Like, till you walked down Paradise Steps? Well, no, because I saw them together at the wedding. Okay, so and, you did and, see that, but he didn't mention. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, but he did not mention her. Okay, so you saw them together. Did When did you figure out that they had a more serious relationship? Because at this point, everybody's been talking about them in Paradise as of like, okay, mm-hmm. there's a few couples. There's I Dylan like, and Hannah. Couple, yeah, yeah and Nicole and Clay. Beginning. Yeah, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what were your thoughts? Like, did you think there, this isn't real? So my thoughts were... And, like, this was my anthem going into Paradise is I'm not focusing on Clay and whoever he's with. Like, that's his prerogative. Like, I solely went in there with the intention of focusing on my two connections that I made at the wedding and exploring those. Because at this point, it's like I I had given all the cares that I had to give about Clay and our relationship and what he was doing. And I just didn't flat out didn't have any more to give, to be frankly, like, mm-hmm. honest. So I was like, you know what? I'm going in. I'm focusing on me. Like – as everyone wants to say this year, I'm going to stay in my lane and, (laughs) you know, focus on my relationship. So, you know, at that point, I didn't know how serious they were. But I mean, I assumed, you know, if they're holding hands and stuff at the wedding, that they must have been something. So I was like, okay, like, I did not go in there to, like, intentionally break them up. That was never and I think everyone saw that I didn't even talk to Clay (laughs) when I came in. Were you expecting, um, like when you came down with Nicole, were you expecting mm-hmm. like a warm invitation or were you concerned that she might have these connotations about your motives of like why you're there? Well, I mean, I am glad that she came down because I had intended to talk to her anyway. Like I said, it's it's an it's a weird situation, but at the same time, I think we all understand paradise is like everyone has some sort of ex there. You know, Christina had 
you know, Dean there at some point dating Kaylin. Blake and Christina had, you know, been something at some point. He was there dating other people. You know, it's it's a weird situation, yeah. but it's expected. So, like, yeah, I'm so glad that her and I, Nicole and I, got to chat. And I, you know, I'm a girl's girl, 100%. I think, you know, people who know me know that. And that's why I just wanted to make it clear, like, I'm not here for Clay. I'm not here to, you know, mess up anything between y'all. I'm here to focus on me. There's some things that I want to... Um, read Nicole was saying some pretty crazy things about you and I just kind of want to get your opinion but she was calling you um, a psycho said you had creepy curls and a creepy smile <laughs> well you just have beautiful mm-hmm. curls yeah I'm like your hair is amazing if, like panting groovy if I were way. Nicole and I saw you come down paradise I probably would want to say something mean about your perfect yeah. hair too because it's so perfect I mean I mean really she <laughs> she really is perfect but Angela what was it like watching back and like just seeing Nicole say all those hurtful things when she didn't even know you you had not even met before yeah um you know honestly it it was really hard to kind of see the ridicule it didn't feel great um you know, everyone reacts differently in stressful situations. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and bash her. Again, she's entitled to say and, you know, express how she feels. Um, I personally would have taken a different route, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I get it. It's a weird situation. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was it's super hurtful yeah, just because it's like you guys don't like if I deserve it, that's another thing. Like fine, like lay it on like if I deserved it. But like at this point, I didn't know any of them at all. Um, So for like the girls, I don't know. I'm just all about like supporting each other. And yeah, I mean, it was hurtful for sure. I think, you know, we we had Nicole on the podcast a few weeks ago and I don't know her that well. Obviously, I just know her from that mm-hmm. brief conversation and just from what I've seen on the show. Mm-hmm. I will say this, I bet, I feel that all of this is coming from a place of hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and scarcity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, the saying hurt people, hurt Hurt people. people. I feel like that's the situation here. And not that I'm trying Mm -hmm. to excuse her words or what she said at all. Because it's it's not okay. You're right. It's not okay to say those things. I was really hard on Connor when he called Luke, even though Luke P was terrible um i was hard on him when he called luke p a psychopath and swore at him at the mental all because i just thought Mm -hmm. just because someone's a bully doesn't give you the right to bully back correct Um, yeah so i guess my point in this is what i'm saying is i what she said about you was wrong completely wrong but i do Mm -hmm. think that there's a lot of jealousy there and a lot of hurt um so i hope and a lot of insecurity insecurity and i mean angela you are so beautiful so of course any i think woman would just immediately feel threatened especially in that environment where i mean it is fleeting and she's you know very invested in this relationship with clay that we've seen play out where i mean she's really head over heels so yeah it absolutely does not excuse her behavior but I just want to say, Angela, again, like just commending you, just having like class and and really just a lot of grace. That's so really great. Um, and I you. want to ask you, how is how has it been on social media, your entrance? Because we've seen how the Bachelor cast has mm-hmm. um, felt about potential ul- ulterior motives. How has it mm-hmm. been on social media? Have you gotten any heat? Um, so I was, you know, anticipating a lot of negativity, um, actually, just you know, I, I just wanted to be prepared like mentally. And it it honestly was not really that bad people. I think once people saw me, you know, explain, I don't want there to be a double standard. If it's, if he deserves to be here and it's okay for him, why, why on earth would it not be okay for me? So I think once people, you know, 
realized that everyone was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Like, why would, she, why would she not get the same chance? Um, so it honestly wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I mean, of course you have your trolls that you just have to delete and block. And you know, it's like, if you come on my page and spread negativity, you're going to get deleted and you're going to get blocked. Like, that's just, I'm sorry, I'm not going to stand for that. Um, but it, it honestly, I received a lot of a lot of support and I'm so happy and like thankful. And again, like I don't want anybody to tear down Nicole or anybody else either. Like I just, I think it's like, you know, I, I, t- I tweeted this last night. If you don't have anything nice to say, then just don't say it at all. When you sat down with Clay and you talked to him, that's when I knew, okay, this girl has every right to be here. And yeah. I think a lot of people watching felt that same way because you were very clear. Good. You were very, you were respectful. You were, mm-hmm. um, you spoke very eloquently and there was no, like I felt no, I'm here to get you back when yeah. you were in that conversation. Yeah. And to be honest, it's like, I have a lot of like personal stuff going on in my life right now that it's like, I'm not, I would never put myself in that situation if I didn't think there was potential in either of those um, relationships and connections that I had made. Why on earth would I ever put myself through that weird situation if it wasn't, if I wasn't serious about finding somebody? Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it was so like, black and white to me, like plain as day. Like, why isn't everybody seeing this? But I also see the other side. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, like I said, a petty person or a drama person. Like, excuse me, like, I'm not going to waste my time just to try to like ruin your time. Like really, like you think I care that much? Like, no, I'm an adult. Like I said, I'm an adult. Yeah. I want (laughs) to ask you when you and Clay were talking, um, I was a little nervous to like watch that play back. (laughs) And because I knew from your perspective, when you came back, you shared with me how that had gone. I know you were really nervous Mm -hmm. to see how it would unfold. Mm -hmm. And I know he had, he had made some remarks um, that were really, really hurtful. And he had Mm -hmm. said that he um, broke up with you because you asked like, why did he break up with you? And he shared for, for really, I guess the first time was that he said that he wanted someone who had bigger goals than to just be a, a mother and housewife. How did that, feel hearing that yeah I thought um I thought that was a little ridiculous because let me just start by saying for the first you know two months he's sitting there saying you know it's not me he wants he knows we're supposed to be together I'm his wife blah 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 like I just need to find myself and then he sits there and changes his story he's like well I didn't tell you any of this because I didn't want to hurt you yet he it's like, wait a minute. So you, I caught you there in a lie. And then he's coming up with his ridiculous claims. And it's, yes, I honestly, like, I feel like God put me on this earth to be a wife and a mother. That's what I excel at. That, like, how dare you diminish that just because it doesn't line up with whatever. Like, it's 2019. Women can be whatever the hell we want to be. Like, if we want to be a CEO, perfect. If we want to be a mom, kill it. If we want to be an artist on the street, work it. Like, how dare you like that to me and it's like of course I have other goals like I really love to do interior design I have a YouTube channel I'm a model like I have I certainly have other goals and things that I do like it really ooh, like that was just a low blow in my yeah. opinion yeah I know you were we really heard about that and I think that yeah um, I'm I want to see how that's going to play out with women who are stay-at-home moms who raised yeah, family because that is a really tough job and yeah. so I felt that I was I was really disappointed when he had said that because I felt that he was really minimizing um the power exactly. and strength of you know moms exactly I Ali, am a parent a mom. Your, yeah I, want <laughs> I have two children uh one and three um and I will say that 
I have the utmost respect for stay-at-home mothers. I cannot imagine how difficult, I can't imagine because (laughs) I have my kids, but that would be the most difficult job in the entire world. It takes so much passion and and patience and love and commitment and physicality. It's exhausting to be a stay-at-home mom. I mean, I have been a stay-at-home mom at times. You know, first eight months of Mm -hmm. my daughter's life, I was a stay-at-home mom while trying Mm -hmm. to work on the side. But I, nobody watched her except for me. So, yeah. yeah. No, I mean. <laughs> it's like I, I can still have my side health. Like the thing, he just worded it in a way that made it seem like I was just lazy and wanted an yeah. easy way That's out That's exactly and it. I'm like, and I'm like, excuse me, sir. Like I paid for every single flight to Chicago, which was a lot. Like I never asked him for anything. Like how dare you? How dare you? Like I was very – that was like, okay, buddy. All right, cool. You know, one of my favorite <laughs> parts of that conversation was he's like – and I just wanted you to go to the gym with me. And you're like, but you know, you go for four hours. Like, I don't want to go for four hours to the gym. He's you like, guys- well, you can at least go and warm up with me. And she's like, no. Oh, wait, you and, guys, I got you broken know- up with because I wouldn't go to the gym with him. Yeah. Sue me. And also, Good okay, God. so like one of my favorite things is like, you know, even like called like revenge body. And that was a big thing. Also, he was like, I mean, that was a big thing, too. He's like, I want you to work out with me. And, and I knew that when we were vacationing, like, in Miami, you know, like, a year yeah. ago in September. And, like, you weren't super into working out at that time. But breaking up, you had heard he'd said these – he'd had those remarks. You know, you'd heard he'd, he'd said those things about you that – not going mm-hmm. to the gym. And so I want to ask, like, was that, like, what, like, spurned you to, like, dedicate yourself and this, like, health and fitness? Because Angela calls me and she's like, girl – like, let me know what to do in the gym. I was, like, there. And, like, I knew, like, she was, like, on this, like, hunt to, like, get in the best shape of her of her life. And I want to say, Angela, I want to commend you because I am a health and fitness coach. And it is, like, when you use, like, fitness as your tool to empower yourself and, like, work through, your, like, your anger, frustrations, and, like, believe in yourself, it can transform mm-hmm. your life. Yeah. No, it's, like... So I didn't do it like for clay. It was kind of more like a a cathartic thing to me. And also this is the part that didn't get shown is I kept telling clay in our relationship, as soon as we like settle down in one place, we're not moving hotels every night. We're not, you know, traveling here and there. Like as soon as we have a stable life, like I go to the gym. I do. I just, it's, it's hectic, you know, when you're just moving around, but it's like, no, it's like, you ever hear that quote, like be motivated by every MF that ever did you wrong and then do it for you. Like that's my, that's my answer Your mantra. Right now. Like I did it for me. Yeah. I mean, one thing I, mean, I will it's say, a bonus I, that, you know, everything else, but I did it. I did it for me as more of like a cathartic kind of release. And, I guess. and also like, Angela, we talked about this. I just want to like say this because, um, Everyone was like, oh, my gosh, you lost so much weight. And, yeah. like, how much did you lose? You lost, like, 10 pounds? Less than that, yo. Like, like and I just, I just toned. I just toned. I lost, like, it, yeah, it wasn't even – it was nothing. And I just toned up, and everybody was acting like I was, like, 200 pounds and lost, like, 100 pounds. I'm like, y'all, was I fat before and, no, and nobody told me? Like, I didn't no. think I was that bad before. No, I was you like, weren't. You were. We just put some lean muscle on you. You look fabulous. Yeah, I just toned up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think those are conversations that you need to have. Like, if it's something that's really important to you, like, you need to say so. You know, if something, you know, something that's really important to me is sitting on the couch at the end of the day and having a glass of wine. That is very oh, important to me. Okay, I yeah. look forward to that day from the time I wake up in the morning. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, um, and if my husband never wanted to do that, let's say every day at the end of the day when we put the kids to bed, he wanted to go for a run. That was his thing. Yeah. I would say to him one day, hey, babe, you know, it's really important to me to like have a glass of wine at the end of the night and watch a show. And I really want to do that with you because I love you and you're 
you're my spouse and I, I would, I would, I'd like you to do that with me because that's our time to sort of bond at the end of the night. So I think that's sort of maybe where, what he meant by that. Like, I wish that you mm-hmm. like shared in some of the things that I like to do with me, but it's just like the way he went about it. And obviously too late, too little, too, too little, late. too late. And like, and I think ultimately it comes down to like, what's the lesson in the blessing here? Open mm-hmm. communication. Exactly. Speaking to your spouse yep. about the things that are important to you. And you know, Fitness is important to me. And I know like I was in a relationship when I was training in a competition and I can relate because Clay, I mean, he training was a part of his job. I mean, yeah. it, it really, really was. He has an yeah. hour warm up. And I know when I was when I did a um, fitness competition, I was dating someone and I was working out and meal prepping and very, very committed to that goal. And my now ex was not. And it really did cause a rift in our relationship because I felt almost guilty for putting this work into this important goal of mine. Um, and I really needed that support and it yeah. it really caused a rift. So I always talk with, like, with my clients like who are starting journeys and how they need to have that open communication with their partner of bringing, mm-hmm. of onboard, I call it spouse onboarding, bringing them on and bringing them into your goal and then working on it together. And I'm telling you, it's like when you have that conversation, you feel supported, you're empowered and you're doing it together as a couple. So did Clay ever sit down, like talk with you and just say, Hey, this is really important to me. Like, can you support me and be a part of this? Yeah. Well, here's the thing is like, I literally always supported him and encouraged him like, yeah, go take the cut, you know, the time go train. Like, I know this is important to you and it's part of working towards your goal. Cause he was trying, you know, so hard to get into the back into the NFL. And I totally supported him. Like, please go take time, go do you. Like, even though, you know, I was in Chicago and whatever, I was like, I can be by myself. Like I totally supported him and wanted him to do that. So, I mean, it was, it was never a fact of like, oh, I was like, oh, don't go to the gym. I was like, go to the gym. Go, like, go for it. I was totally supportive. I'm trying to put myself in your shoes. And I'm trying to imagine being in the situation of going to paradise. This guy who you didn't just date. You were in love with. Like, you saw mm-hmm. yourself marrying. You saw yourself having yeah. children with this man. I mean, they were picking out baby names. Picking out baby mm-hmm. names. <laughs> there had to have been, in my opinion, some part of you that was hoping you guys would get back together in paradise. Do you want me to be completely honest? Yes. yes. I don't want to be, I mean, I don't want to be like savage or whatever. I'm not going to, but it's just like, like I said, like the, the moment that I, I knew he stepped onto that beach, I was done. I was done. Something just because shut I'm off. Because I'm like this, I, it was, like I said, it, like, it was like the last care in me was given at that moment because I'm like, this man gives zero cares about me because he knew, like, he knew it was wrong. He did. And, you know, I said, like I said, he's a grown man. He can do what he wants. He makes his own decisions, obviously. But the moment, like, and like I said, there's like a lot of outside stuff happening that he also knew about. And I'm like, this man literally gives no cares about me. He gives no cares. So whenever, you know, I knew he did that, I was like, I don't, like I said, like, I'm not bashing Clay. Clay, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not going to tear him down. He's entitled to whatever he wants to do. But I just knew for me personally at that moment, I'm like, I don't want somebody who could, who could do that to me. And I just feel like he has just throughout the course of a relationship, like just repeatedly hurt me like over and over again, like just repeatedly. And so I was just like, I don't want to be with somebody like that. I deserve more. I know my worth and I know what I have to offer. And I want to offer that to somebody who would not treat me the way that I was treated. Do you think that- and that's nothing against Clay. Yeah. No, that's really wise words. Um, do you think that you are ready 
for a new relationship, that you are fully over all the hurt that Clay has caused you and like ready to give yourself fully to someone? A hundred percent. I I have been ready. Um, you know, I've I'm the one, not the one person, but I'm one of the few people that always goes on the shows truly honestly looking for love. I want to leave engaged every time that I go. I like I said, like I just feel like my calling has just been so deeply rooted in, you know, finding the love of my life and starting a family and, and things like that. And that's something that I'm very serious about. And that's really like my main priority right now. I mean, yes, I have my side hustles, but that's kind of like my one puzzle piece that's been missing. And I've been so ready for that. I just, you know, I want someone to go to like Whole Foods with and just walk around like you know I just want someone to do life with and yeah. I'm I'm so ready for that yeah, companion. If there was one thing you could change in the last twelve months, what would that be? Ooh, hmm, that's a tough one. I would say probably just recognizing and coming to the realization earlier. Um, you know, not letting that break up be dragged out as long as it was Mm. drug out. Um, I would say that probably like standing up for myself sooner, I would say. What do you think of Clay today? Like, what are your feelings on him right now? I just really hope that he's happy. And like, again, like I really, I'm not, I'm not bitter. And that, that did hurt my feelings. I saw in the episode, he called me bitter. I'm not a bitter person. I don't hold grudges. Um, that that did hurt my feelings. I'm not bitter. I do wish him the best. I hope he's happy. I hope he, you know, does figure out his next steps in life and finds himself or has found himself. And I really don't wish any ill will towards him. I hope he's happy because it it made you know it just made me very sad um, to see him so low. So again, like we. Clay and I went through a lot together. We went through a lot. And I just, I wish him nothing but the best, to be honest. You chose to give your rose to Chase over Mike. And Mike's got a pretty hardcore Bachelor Nation following. So I think his fans are going to want to know, why did you make that decision? (laughs) Yeah. um, So I decided to give my rose to Chase instead of Mike because um, I went on like back-to-back dates, basically. I went on a date with Mike one day. The next day I went on the date with Chase. So I had like... um, you know, a good time frame to kind of compare them, you know, to each other and see. And my romantic connection with Chase was just stronger. Mm-hmm. Mike and I kind of, it's like after, you know, the date and having, you know, that day with him and then going on the date with Chase, I realized like, okay, Mike and I seemed more kind of like friendly, like not buddy, buddy, but you know, just chill, like homies, you know? Yeah, I mean, and you don't need to Chase, explain that. Like that's yeah. one thing you can't explain is a connection. Like you had a connection yeah. with like a strong one with Chase, yeah. not so the much energy. Like yeah. It's just there yeah. and palatable. Yeah. Angela, I want to ask like w- with mm-hmm. Mike, we've seen so much of him just smiling all the time. Like I want to really <laughs> see some more serious sides to him. Like are there other layers? Does he get upset? Does he get sad? Does he get angry? Is there a passion there? Did you experience any of those emotions like in your one-on-one date with him? Yeah, I mean, we had some serious moments, you know, when him and I were discussing, you know, life things, he was more serious. And then on the beach, um, the next day, um, you know, just discussing like, you know, what we wanted in our futures and, and things like that. Yeah, he does have a more serious side. Um, you know, but Mike's known for his smile. It's infectious, you know, it lights up a room. But yeah, I think Mike does have some more depth to him for sure. And don't hate me, Angela. And I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, but I did say that I wanted Clay to be the bachelor before this interview. (laughs) 
or before these episodes. Now I definitely don't think that he is ready for that. Um, no. Yeah. But uh, sorry, I just felt like I had to be open and honest with you about Listen, that because this is all about saying, open girl. communication. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, yes, and I guess I guess speaking are. of and just to wrap up your time with Clay, do you feel like you got the closure in that relationship that you needed? Oh yeah, for sure. I a hundred percent like have closure at this point. Not when the relationship ended, but now you do. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. And like whenever we were on the beach, I had closure too. Right. All right, Angela. The well, ship this has sailed. I know. That I know. ship has sailed. And you're going to go off and meet someone amazing. And, you know, like we said, they pull these bachelor and bachelorettes out of anywhere. Who knows? Maybe you could be the next <laughs> bachelorette. You just never know. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. It was so fun chatting with you guys. Yeah, and Crystal, oh my gosh, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. I had an absolute blast. Yeah, and guys, just so you know, Crystal woke up with no voice this morning, and she did like very interesting (laughs) uh, vocal exercises and got her voice back. Yeah, just for this podcast. I was honestly sweating a little bit. That whole train ride, um, there was quite some weird noises coming from my vocals. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. It was so much fun. Angela, thank you too. You'll have to come back uh, on the show again when Rachel is here. I know that she would love to talk to you. Um, oh, I would love that. Yeah, yeah she's the best. Um, and for all of you listening, Rachel will be back next week and we're going to hear all about her wedding and her amazing honeymoon. I've seen the pictures and it just looks incredible. It looks like she's relaxing and just soaking up all the love that her and Brian have together and I can't wait to hear all about it. In the meantime, you can get all the latest Bachelor Bachelor Nation News on BachelorNation.com. And we want to hear from you guys. So tell us what you like and don't like about the show, but please be nice. Uh, We have feelings. And we want you to tell us what you want to hear more of. So hit us up on social media. Um, You can also email us at happyhour at BachelorNation.com. And visit BachelorNation.com and click podcast. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. There's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show Black Founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black Founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. 
Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations Perfect Beach Finder Quiz. You could find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect Beach Finder Quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. 